I bet Gaffieri would have a really cool game. I bet you just yeah. Cooking Mama the Gaffieri game. No, what it would be, it's like the original Grand Theft Auto. Top down, you're in the car, and all you're doing is driving around trying to find places to eat. That's it. It's a a driving game, and you're only trying to find the best places to eat. That's like Crazy Taxi. Or maybe The Simpsons. Hungry customers and drive them to your favorite diner. I like that one too, actually. And of course, the soundtrack is The Offspring, nothing else. And this is The Payoff Pitch. You're the dummy that don't believe in science All your projects always be denying You're the dummy that don't believe in science All your projects always be denying And I got thrown on half my words I've got thrown on half my words Alright guys, we are back. It is Season 2, Episode 4 of The Payoff Pitch. I am Nick, joined as always... Uh, Jonathan, and on the Quiznos hot, hot, hotline will be Matthew. Say hello, guys. No? Okay, cool. Okay. Hello. Hi. Great work. That was perfect. Super excited to be here today, Nick. Thanks Super for having excited. Me. No, Thanks for having me. I'm glad you guys could join us today. We have a lot to talk about. I know that last time we met, I said that we were just going to talk about Roy Holiday and Friends, and that was it. And then I thought about it, and I looked at our numbers, and they're depressing. And I realized I know why. It's because we're talking about stuff that happened a month ago, and no one cares. So what we're going to do is talk about Roy Holiday and Friends, and we're going to go ahead and talk about the new fate. The new world order of wrestling, brother. Actually, no, we're going to talk about the future of the franchise. So basically, it's just faces of the franchise, but they learned their lesson, and they fixed the big problems. So good for them. We'll give them a thumbs up. I got to be nice to them because I really think they're mad at us, and they're taking it out. On my packs, because I'm not getting shit, guys. I'm not either. I, did, I haven't pulled a single decent card in this stupid game. The best card I pulled is an Aaron Judge, and I'm pretty sure that was an accident, and I've not pulled anything since. Every time I get a diamond pull, it's like Shane McClanahan, and I'm really fucking sick and tired of pulling Shane McClanahan. So, how I many have you pulled? I don't know, four, five diamonds, maybe? You pulled four or five Shane McClanahans? I pulled two. Oh, okay. I did pull a Paul Goldschmidt when he was gold. No, actually, I did pull him as a diamond, and I cried. Literal tears streamed down my oh, face. thank you, Jesus, for giving me this beautiful Paul Goldschmidt. Why would you give me a cardinal? I don't want a cardinal. Matt, you do one. Yeah, Matt. I'm Nick crying. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I can't believe it happened again. <laughs> That's what I got. I'll be honest. I thought you actually just recorded me and played it back. I thought that was me talking. <laughs> so, yeah. Today we'll be talking about Roy Holiday and Friends, and then also the future of the franchise. And even because I just cannot stop, we're going to discuss the uh, May Player of the Month program. So that's three different programs we're going to discuss today. Oh, fuck! That's too many pitches. It's too many programs. We won't talk about a whole bunch of stuff. It's it's literally just going to... I think it's ten cards. Because a lot of them are just fucking garbage, and I don't care about them. I'm sorry. No, they're good cards. They're just not for me. Therefore, they're not for this podcast. I'm sorry, St. Louis Studios. I mean, San Diego Studios. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. Please stop giving me Shane McClanahan. I'm so sorry. Oh, and also, I'm sorry. I actually forgot one thing we're going to discuss as well. The giant collection award they just came out with. My apologies. It's actually four programs we're going to talk about today. So guys, buckle in. It's going to be a doozy. But before we get started with all that, let's go ahead and kick it off 
with everyone's favorite segment, Jonathan's Offline Grind Season 2. Why'd you go into Kermit at the end of that? I don't know. I was trying to hit a new demographic. sued by the Jim Henson Studios? Anyway, Jonathan, how's the grind going? Well, you'll never believe this. I went to play the game yeah. a couple days ago. Okay, okay. I'm sitting down, it's booting up. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, my window breaks and a bird swoops in from the outside and picks up my PlayStation and flies away. So I didn't get a chance to play it. What kind of bird You're was like it? Birdman now? A Can hawk. Name like 14 or 15 birds. Pigeon? No. Sparrow? A hawk? Bald eagle? A hawk is uh, like it was a wrestler. Boss hawk. It's a kind of hawk. Barn owl? Nah, you guys are making these all up. Mothman? Um, Blue jay? Nah, that's not sexy. I guess then, based off that unfortunate revelation, you haven't had a chance to grind. No, man. That's too bad, man. Yeah. So if anyone out there is well-to-do and wants to buy me like a new PlayStation 5, you know, reach out. So basically, if you want to be Jonathan Sugar Daddy... Yeah. Let's yeah. make this happen. Not sexual. Non-sexual. Doesn't the Queen of England have a lot of money? She no, she's... Um, it's all fake money. Her like money is like Elon Musk, where it's not real. It's all oh, tied right. up in, like, Bitcoin and scams. I'm not surprised that she'd be a big Bitcoin person, to be honest. Yeah. That makes perfect huge, sense. Huge, huge Bitcoin person. 100%. Yeah. I could believe that. She's the number one investor in Dogecoin. I guess there's really nothing to talk about today, other than, you know, Jonathan needs a sugar daddy. Not sexual. And also, and a it, bird of prey stole his it, PlayStation. That bird of prey needs to be caught and brought to justice. So if you see a bird up there with a PlayStation, or looks like it just stole a PlayStation, capture it. If you happen to catch this bird, there is a reward. We won't say what. I'll tell you what it is right now. Oh, okay. I respect. Oh, that's worth a lot. That's not a very good reward. I think it's a pretty decent reward. It's better than money. But I know the people that you respect, and I don't know. All right, well, if that's it for the grind, let's just go ahead and move on. Let's get started with all the action. And before we do that, let's remember, we are going to judge every single card based on the tripod. Interest playability and nostalgia so let's keep that in mind when we're saying nothing but nice things about how great these cards are there's nothing wrong with them at all every single card is perfect we have no critiques st louis i mean san diego studios no knocked it out of the park. and of course our demands normally we would request google of anthony rizzo right now because he still hasn't come out yet but another podcast made a fantastic point and i would just like to piggyback off that idea hey san diego studios give us some negro league players I would love to have some of those cars. I think they'd be a great addition to the game. There's a lot of fantastic players just waiting. Well, who would you put? Number one for me personally? Yeah. Josh Bell. I'd go Satchel Page over Josh Bell. Satchel Page is a fantastic one. Cool Papa Bell. Absolutely. Oscar Charleston, another great one. And of course, our last demand, as always, Dairy Queen, please. We're going to be good from now on. So if you want to like... We'll be good boys so you don't have to spank us. We'll be good from now on. We'll be good from now on. We'll be family-friendly entertainment that you're looking to latch on to. Also, we are the most powerful podcast in the world. Yeah. If you think sponsoring a Grand Slam for MLB is something, wait until you latch your trailer to this locomotive. Let's make the magic happen. I'm really making them up. They're so terrible. Cheer wagon to our speedboat. We're going to go ahead and kick it off. Very first thing, since we'll go, I guess, in order, is going to be Roy Halladay and Friends. We're only going to discuss Roy Halladay because that was the only card honestly worth anything. Every other card was just whatever. His friends are okay. His friends smell bad. Cole Hamels might be a good card. I don't know. Nobody's really going to use him. But Roy Halladay, if this card is just even a small taste of what his 99 is going to be like, his 99 is 
is going to be just phenomenal. This card is actually really Why good. Why do you assume he's going to get a 99 card? He's not playing. That's anymore. actually he's a good question. I'm just making an assumption here. Yeah. This could be the only Roy Halladay card in the entire game. Yeah. Honestly, they could drop the ball and not give him a 99. Well, they won't because we're good boys now. So they'll give us a 99 Roy Halladay. We're good boys now. We need it. Yeah. yeah. Everyone deserves it. I mean, honestly, this card is really, really good. The Roy Holiday that they gave us was a 95 overall from the 2010 postseason. That was the postseason he no-hit the Reds. So, I mean, I threw a no-hitter against the Reds, too. No big deal. Roy has a five-pitch mix. Ah! I know. He has a cutter, sinker, curveball, splitter, and forcing fastball. The cutter has 92 speed, 96 control, 90 break. Sinker has 93 speed, 95 control, 85 break. Curveball has 78 speed, 89 control, 81 break. Splitter has 84 speed, 86 control, 94 break. And the fastball has 93 speed, 84 control, 72 break. Stamina is 103. Hits per nine is 106. Case per nine is 77. And walks per nine is 92. He walks a lot of guys. Eh, well, you know it happens. When you walk 92 guys, well, only struck out 77 that's not good numbers that one game 92 guys in one game that'd be a record i feel like that that should be a big red flag right there if he walked 92 guys in one game yeah holy but he struck out 77 which is a record there's only 27 outs in a game too so that's like they're probably playing with the current phillies defense which is why he struck out 77 batters in one game because they cannot field anything yeah, they can. Barely. They have... Big Sandwich. No. Castellanos. No. JT Romuto. No. Dean Segura. Reese Hoskins. Alec Bohm. I feel like you're just making people up. But yeah, that's the Roy Holiday card you get for finishing the program. I'll be it's honest. It's a good card. It's a good card. And it, again, it plays really well. Yeah. I mean, if that bird ever brings my PlayStation back, I might try and get it. The grind to get to it was brutal. I got it done with three days left. So oh, so I can't get it anymore? No, you can't. God cannot. damn that bird. You can buy it. It's on the market. You can buy it. For how But much? you can't. Not a lot. The cards aren't going for a whole lot right now, unless they're tied to a big collection. Yeah, so that's Roy Holiday. Good card. Really long grind. Jonathan, sorry, you have to just buy them on the market. I can't afford it. Not to brag, but I'm independently wealthy because of my Bitcoin investments that I've made over the past mm-hmm. you know, weeks and years. So Bitcoin I could probably afford to buy enough. one. I think you should. How many Bitcoins do you think it cost me? Point zero 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 one. A lot of Bitcoin. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of Bitcoin for Roy. If I could do that. Um, if you change your mind, you know what I the price I can give is. him like some plasma or something. He'll take it. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Just mail it to them. No letters. Just send them blood in the mail. Oh, so they'll, they'll know what it's for? In an envelope. Yeah. If they listen to the podcast, they'll know. Should I put it in an envelope like Matt said, or should I put it in like a box? I would put it in a Ziploc bag so it doesn't leak. So that's it for Royal Holiday. Let's go ahead and discuss the future of the franchise program. 30 cards, just the spaces of the franchise. Same as last time, you only get 12. But this time, instead of a pack where you have... Is it the faces of the franchise or future of the franchise? This one is future. Okay, I think you said it's the faces of the franchise. I'm talking about just like the previous faces of the franchise program. It would help me if I actually listened to what you say instead of just picking up bits and pieces and just assuming. You're piecing your own story together, which is a very dangerous game to play Mm -hmm. when it comes to being polite to St. Louis, I mean, San Diego Studios. I don't want to cheese their crackers anymore. Me either. We're best friends now. Us in San Diego Studios. Best friends forever. BFF. I'm going to get a tattooed on my arm. Nick plus SDS forever and a heart much like the faces of the franchise program 30 cards you only get 12 but this time you do get to pick the 12 cards it's not a pack where you have just random luck you get a shitty card you're stuck with it forever you can sell them all and you get to pick so that's the great part we'll go ahead and kick it off with the national league in the east for the braves it's michael harris the second for the marlins it's khalil watson for the mets it's brett batty phillies 
Bryson Scott. For the Nets, it's Brady House. For the Cubs, it's Pete Crow Armstrong. Reds, Austin Hendricks. Brewers, Garrett Mitchell. Pirates, Henry Davis. Cards, Mason Wynn. For the Diamondbacks, Blake Watson. For the Rockies, Michael Taglia. Brewers, Bobby Miller. Padres, Luis Campusano. Yeah. And for the Giants, of course, it's Joey Bart. Why is Joey Bart the future of the franchise when he's been in the major leagues for like two years? Everyone else is a prospect in the minors, and he's a major league baseball Actually, player. Michael Harris oh, has been called up. Yeah, well, he got called up like two weeks ago. I know. Joey Bart has been in the show since like 2020. He's not in the majors right now, so real quick, just something I noticed when I was looking at all these cards. A lot of the players selected for this come from positions up the middle of the field because there's two starting pitchers three catchers only one first baseman no second baseman one third baseman four shortstops no left fielder three center fielders and one right fielder all right so let's go move on to the american league in the east for the orioles it's gunner henderson red sox is brian bellow gunner henderson he should have been playing football he's a football coach he's not a football player he's a football coach that's your high school football coach for the Yankees, it's Oswald Peraza. For the Rays, it's Josh Lowe. For the Blue Jays, it's Oralvis Martinez. For the White Sox, it's Yoelki Cespedes. Guardians is George Valera. Tigers, Jackson Joby. Royals, Nick Prado. For the Twins, it's Austin Martin. Astros, Corey Lee. Angels, Reed Detmers. A's, Shay Langoliers. Mariners, Matt Brash. And for the Rangers, it is Justin Foscu. Justin, fuck you. So there's a lot of names that if you're an avid card collector or just a really big baseball nerd, you recognize these names. But for the casual fan, uh, you probably don't know a lot of these names, being honest. If you're a degenerate like we are, you know who a lot of these people are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know if you're just some poser Armstrong. that pretends you like the game. You probably don't know like 88% of these cards. Yeah. You don't have their first Bowman Chromes slabbed PSA 10. Waiting for them to hit. <laughs> you make me sick, healthy, casual gamers. All right, so I did select five cards to talk about real quick. Just, Pete Crow Armstrong. Yeah, you got it. He is one of them. Can you guess the other four? Henry Davis. Did you see my notes? Nope. All right. I'm just going because you're a Cubs fan. Yeah. Matthew and I are Pirates fans. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly why I picked them. Go ahead. And those are the only two I remember. Joey Bart. I remember Joey Bart. The first one we're going to discuss, <laughs> if you are a fan of the Pitching Ninja Twitter account, you are very familiar with this man. It's Matt Brash, starting pitcher. He's a righty from the Seattle Mariners. He has a five-pitch mix. He has a four-seam fastball, slider, slurp, circle change, and a two-seam fastball. The four-seam has 98 speed, 90 control, 95 break. Slaughter has 84 speed, 88 control, 99 break. Slurve has 82 speed, 81 control, 88 break. Circle change has 85 speed, 77 control, 82 break. And the two-seamer has 96 speed, 72 control, 74 break. Stamina is 93. Hits per nine is 99. Case per nine is 102. And walks per nine is 73. Now, I don't know if they actually managed to make this card anything like the real Matt Brash because his stuff is fucking ridiculous. Like, it moves in ways I've never seen a baseball move before. Actually, uh, before I came over, I saw on the show Twitter, not Twitter, but uh, subreddit, Mm -hmm. someone had got the Matt Brash card, and they loved it. Good. They had, like, 22 strikeouts in a nine-inning game with him. Good. Because I kind of want to put him in the rotation because, you know, it's time. It's ridiculous rotation season, boys. Let's go. We're here. 
We waited long enough. We're going to do it. Let's go. All right, so the second card we're going to discuss, this is a, a really popular card right now because of the qualifiers going on for the summer circuit. It's Justin Foscu. He's a second baseman. Bats right, throws right for the Texas Rangers. Against righties, it's 85 contact, 107 power. Against lefties, it's 96 contact, 112 power. Vision is 64. Fielding is 82. Arm is 78. Speed is 46. And he has secondaries of third and shortstop. I don't know if this card is legit or not, but everyone is very hyped for it. I mean, everyone's telling me, you gotta have this card, you gotta play this card. It's a great card. I don't know. You're top two. You're one of the two best players in the world. Yep. What are your thoughts? What do you think? He's a second sack man. Second baseman. He's a righty. Tons of power. Pretty good contact. What's his power number again? 107 and 112. It's not enough. Not enough? No. Not even for where we are in the game right now when you don't have a lot of guys who have like that 120, 125. No, I mean, I can't in good faith start him over like, you know, Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth doesn't play yeah. second. Maybe in your team he doesn't. The third card we're going to discuss, another card that is very popular in the summer circuit right now. It's Bobby Miller. He's a starting pitcher. He's a righty for the Los Angeles Dodgers. He has a five-pitch mix. Stop doing this to us. Jesus Christ, Nick. You're doing this on purpose. Maybe I am making up that fifth pitch. I don't know. You probably are. Just to mess with you. He has a four-seam fastball, slider, splitter, sinker, and a curveball. The four-seam has outlier. It's 102. The control is 88, and this break is 95. Slider has 87 speed, 84 control, 97 break. Splitter, 85 speed, 78 control, 92 break. Sinker, 95 speed, 82 control, 88 break. And the curveball has 82 speed, 75 control, 82 break, stamina is 92, hits per nine is 102, case per nine is 96, and walks per nine is 78. It does not matter what you think of this card, everyone will use it because it has outlier. It doesn't matter. He could have 25 control of this pitch, 95 break, people will still put it in the rotation because it throws 102. And it's so hard to hit yeah. 102. Fast. Zoomy zooming. I don't know. Bobby Miller's gonna be a card that we see a lot. It's gonna be Bobby Miller or Randy Johnson's signature series card. Or so. that other guy from we talked about earlier. Matt Brash? I don't know if you'll see Matt Brash as much because Miller and Johnson throw 102. So anytime you see a guy that has outlier, expect to see him in the bullpen or the rotation just depends because people just seem to think that that's the move. That's what you have to do. And it sucks that it's it's like that because it's not fun. It's never fun to have to face starter who throws 102 and then your bullpen, you know, it's four guys that all throw 102. I don't enjoy that. I'm sure you're okay with it because you are a fantastic MLB The Show player. Yeah. But I'm sure there's days that you're just like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to have to face like, the same pitcher over and over and over like, again. When someone comes out there with 102, I'm like, that's nothing. 103? I'm like, all the kid from Tennessee? Yeah, I'm like, 103, I don't know. He throws 104. So get ready. All right? You can't throw 104. That's too fast. That's faster oh. than lightning. There's is. Sp- no, there's a speed limit. If he throws it, Rob Manfred's going to give him a fine. You watch. San Diego Studios. I appreciate St. Louis you- Studios. Oh, shit. You're right. Nope, I'm wrong. So I appreciate what you've done up to this point. You've been very selective of who gets that elusive outlier on their fastball. So if you could just keep that up, I'd appreciate the fuck out of it. Please and thank you. The next card we are going to discuss is going to be Pete Crow Armstrong. He's a center fielder. He bats left, he throws left, and he is from your Chicago Cubs. Against righties, he has 107 contact, 72 power. Against lefties, it's 102 contact, 65 power. Vision is 82. Fielding is 97. Arm is 88. And speed is 89. He has secondaries of left and right field. His power is 76? 72 and 65. They are a prepubescent baby boy. 
I don't know. Hey, Pete, give me a call when your testicles drop, buddy. Apparently he has the same swing as the Big Sandwich, but with like half the power. Pete Crow will get a shot on the old squad. On my squad. I know you won't. He doesn't even come close to the power threshold. You're going to start him over... Oh, no, no. He's not starting. He's going on the bench. He's You're a bench You'll put him on the bench over someone like Babe Ruth. I don't have Second Babe Ruth. baseman Babe Ruth. I don't have second baseman Babe Ruth, so it's not a problem for me. You've, that's why you fucking suck. You know who does meet the power threshold? Henry Davis. Catcher. Bats right, throws right for your Pittsburgh Pirates. Actually, he doesn't. But against righties, he has 91 contact, 88 power. Against lefties, it's 94 contact, 97 power. Vision is 78. Fielding is 75. His arm is 97. And his speed is 52. He has no secondaries. I'll be honest, I would play him. I don't know what his swing is like, but everything else could play right now in the game as it stands. Matt, what do you think? Pirates fan, what do you think? I'd play. Yeah, he sounds fine. I mean, not a pitcher, so that's a good sign. That's a good start. Yeah, doesn't have a five-pitch mix, start. so that's good. It'd be nice if he could play another position, but, you know, you go with what God gives you. At minimum, you'd think that he could at least play first base. How hard could it be? How Joe Maurer did it. Be? I mean, Ron Washington. But suppose he did hard. it. It's very hard. That's from that movie. Matt, you ever see that movie? Uh, is it Angels in the Outfield? Uh, Legends of Bagger Vance, you idiot. Oh, Legend of Bagger Vance. All right, so the last card I'm going to discuss, it comes out of the Legends and Flashback pack. Because they gave you 30 brand new cards. You get all of them. Every single one. One of them. Obviously, he's going to make the squad. It's Chris Bryant. Third baseman. Batch right. Hey. This is an 88 overall. It's his 2016 All-Star card. Which is kind of curious. Because at some point, we're going to get the MVP card. Which is also 2016. So, I don't know what the move here is. But... Unless... Just, to, just to give you a taste. Just a wet Nick's <laughs> beak. Well, here's what they gave us to start. Against righties, he has 76 contacts, 75 power. That's an MVP? All-star. This is an no, all-star. No, I'm saying, like, this guy won the MVP this season with 76 contact. Allegedly. According to San Diego Studios, yeah, he had 76 contact, only like 75 a power. malarkey. But against lefties, he had 91 contact, 105 power. His vision was 56, fielding 83, arm 78, speed 74, and he had secondaries of first base, shortstop, left, center, and right field. He had flexibility. Why can't a shortstop play second base? He didn't play second base that season, that's why. He played all these positions at some point during that season. If it wasn't Chris Bryant, that does not make the squad. I'll be honest, you are 100% correct. If it wasn't Chris Bryant on the face of this card, I would be like, nope, this card is fucking hot trash. I don't want to use it. Give me the player of the month that just came out. I will take him all fucking day. If it wasn't Chris Bryant, blind resume, yeah, I'd say, no, this is trash. But then you show me that it's Chris Bryant, and I go, oh, okay. Actually, you know what? That 76 is fine. That 75 (laughs) is fine. It's okay. You're only facing lefties anyway, so he's going to get 91-105. It's okay. Yeah, you're absolutely right. If it wasn't Chris Bryant, I would take a big old poop on this card. Noel, let me rephrase that. I would just be like, you know what? That card's going to be fun for offline stuff. Sending a studios, you killed it again with this random card that's not Chris Bryant. So you keep up that good work, guys. Proud of you. Thumbs up. Really proud of you, boy. Really proud of you. Yeah, that's the future of the franchise. A lot of cards. Some really good ones in there. Some okay ones in there. No bad ones. Not a single bad card in there. Mm -mm. We have no critiques. You know, having... Perfect um, pack. Perfect, perfect. 
you killed it. It's okay that you had six starting pitchers, six shortstops, six center fielders out of 30. So 18 of the 30 cards come from free positions. That's okay. It's barely over half. I mean, that's really not that bad. I mean, when you put it like that. And then there's five come from the catcher's position. So... I mean, who's going to catch the ball that the pitcher throws? True, that is true. You need to have one catcher for a pitcher. It's like a battalion thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, they're short one catcher, so they can't. Oh, that other do guy doesn't get the pitch. He stands off to the side and goes, "Guys, when's it my turn? <laughs> I want to he, throw." He, 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 like, shadow pitches. Like he watches them pitch and he moms it. From the He's other doing side. towel drills. That's all it is. He's just doing towel drills. It's Mark Pryor. All right, so that's it for the futures of the franchise program. We're going to move on to the May Player of the Month program. Last month, it was it was a contentious choice. They did not really. Get Get the car that everyone wanted, but they've made up for it with May. It's going to be Rafi Devers from the Boston Red Sox. I've never heard of them. Never heard of Rafi Devers? No, I've never really? heard of the Red Sox. Well, they're this team in New England from Boston. They new? Are they an expansion team? Uh, they've been around since 1904. I'm going to make it up. 1903. So, yeah, they're relatively wow. new. Wow. Hmm. Relatively new. Wow. Oh, I got yeah. color my face red. Red socks. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> we have fun here on this friendly podcast, but we're friends with everybody. We're friends with everyone. But this is actually a really good card. It is a 95 overall. And again, he is a lefty. Against righties, he has 115 contact, 109 power. Against lefties, it's 110 contact, 81 power. Vision is 71. Fielding is 81. Arm is 89. And speed is 52. He does have a second of first base. But the only downside to this is the program is still super long to complete, but it doesn't feel as long as Rizzo. Like, I feel like I'm getting through it a lot faster this time than before, so we'll see. I'm still a little bit away from him, but again, if Chris Bryant wasn't in that flashback pack, I would put Rafi Dever at third, for sure. Big I fan still of... Do it. I mean, you could put Chris Bryant anywhere, other than second catcher and pitcher. That's true. I really could play Chris Bryant anywhere. You could put a shortstop. Let me take out Mark Trout and put Chris Bryant in center field. That's a good idea. That's living. <laughs> That's a man who just wants to live life on the edge. There were two other cards in the Player of the Month program. They were in the Tops Now section of it. I don't know if it really counts, but I don't care. It's our podcast. We can make the rules as we go. But there are two cards I want to talk about real quick. One is just a nice thank you for giving me this card. And the other one is a, hey, here's another card you're going to see in everyone's bullpen. Let's go. The card you're going to see in everyone's bullpen, probably going forward, is going to be Yoan Duran. He's a closing pitcher. He's a righty from the Minnesota Twins. This card is an 87 overall. It has a four pitch mix. He has a four-seamer, a splitter, a 12 to 6 curve, a cutter. The four-seamer has outlier on it, so it throws 102, 86 control, 96 break. Splitter is 92 speed, 82 control, 97 break. The curve has 84 speed, 74 control, 83 break. And the cutter has 89 speed, 64 control, 78 break. Stamina is 37. Hits per nine is 96. Case per nine is 101. And walks per nine is 71. This card is necessarily good against lefties because it has nothing breaking away from them. Everything is coming Coming in on them or straight down. So realistically, this card is only okay at best, but because it throws 102, a lot of people are going to use it. Yeah. I used it for a little bit and I regretted it because he gave up a lot of hits to lefties. Right now, his batting average against lefties is in the 400s. I just can't get them out. That's not that bad. It could be worse. I could be giving up, you know, 800 batting average. Yeah, that's the card everyone will probably have going forward. And the card I just wanted to include as a thank you to San Diego Studios is Trent Grisham. Center fielder, bats left, throws right. This is from the San Diego Padres. It's a 90 overall against righties. It's 84 contact, 90 power against lefties. 
abilities. It's 78 contact, 80 power, vision is 52, building is 90, arm is 85, speed is 83, and he has secondaries of left and right field. Not a great card by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm a big Trent Grisham fan, so any chance I have to sneak him on the squad, I definitely will in events or BR, whatever the case may be. Trent Grisham is a fun card. He's not like anyone's, oh yeah, he's definitely on the squad type of guy, but he's fun. Got a good swing, plays good defense. He's fast. It's hard not to like him. Could he beat you in a foot race, you think? Oh yeah. 100%. Not me. 100% he could, he could beat Not me. I'm pretty fast. Yeah, I don't think he could beat Matt. Matt is pretty quick. He's like deceptively fast. Like you look at him and you go, oh, there's no way he's fast. But then you actually start running and you're like, he's keeping it up. You're like, oh, that guy doesn't have any hair. He's aerodynamic. He cuts down the wind resistance having a bald head. So that's it for the May Player of the Month program. Not a lot to talk about there. Again, the cards are all, they're fine. Rafi Devers is a great one. Definitely, at the very least, put it on your bench. That's where he'll end up for me because Chris Bryant. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. But whatever, it's my squad. All right, the last card that we're going to talk about before we're done for the day, guys, it's going to be the collection reward, the one they just dropped. They introduced a new card type. It's called Retro Finest. The card art itself, uh, Matt would appreciate this. It's a stamp, and it looks gorgeous. It's just a stand? Stamp. 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 You like you put on an envelope? Oh, to mail my blood. We'll print off the stamp. Yeah. We'll glue it onto a forever stamp so that it'll accept it. Yeah. And then we'll put in the mail so that they're like, wow. They really appreciate the work that we've done. Okay, cool, yeah. You can yeah, make yeah, your yeah. own stamps online. So, I mean, you could just have it printed off like that without glue it to a stamp. Just FYI. Huh. I did not know that. Yeah, anyway, it's George Brett. This card is a 99 overall. He shit himself. He did shit himself. This card is a 1980 Retro Finest. That year was the year that he hit 390 and won the MVP. Against righties, he has is that 120. The year he shit himself? <laughs> He probably did it every year, actually. It's like his thing. Like Wade Boggs eats chicken before every game. R.I.P. R.I.P. Huh. Wade Boggs. George Brett shit himself every game for good luck. Also, that way you Who wouldn't want to tag him because you're like, oh my God, you smell like shit. Against righties, he has 125 contact, 110 power. Against lefties, it's 120 contact, 96 power. Vision is 125. Fielding is 89. Arm is 85. Speed is 74. And he does have a secondary of first base. The most important part, our man is from Glendale, West Virginia. George Brett is a really hard card to get right now. You have to collect a bunch of cards to get it. So he's not someone we're going to have to worry about for a really long time. But just looking at these numbers, this card is ridiculously good. Like, he's absolutely worth everything that goes into it. I think it's going to cost you 2.1 million stubs right now to buy him Jesus at the low. How many Bitcoins is that? Point zero 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 zero. How many did I say for the first one? I don't was remember. Was it like six zeros? I think it was it's four. I think it was four zeros the first one. So probably two less than whatever I said before is in zeros. It's a lot of Bitcoin. It's a lot of Bitcoin. I sell a lot of blood. Yeah, it's either going to be a big old bag of blood. I might, or... I might have to send like a hefty bag or something. So yeah, guys, that's going to do it for this week's episode of The Pay On Pitch. There was wait, a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Our songs. Yes, you are correct, sir. I, I almost forgot, guys. We promised you two episodes ago we were going to tell you our walk-up songs. Now we're going to deliver. Who wants to go first? I think you should. Yeah, I should go first. All right. So I have three songs. I don't, I don't think I should go first because, guys, you're not going to be able to beat them. Like, you're not going to be able to top All right. my three choices. <laughs> All, right. All right. Fuck it. I'll go. You want to go first? Yeah. I have three songs because apparently that's what we agreed upon. Yep. There's three songs. We said three. Okay. I don't remember doing that, but okay. It's three. Okay. I mean, I have three, but I don't remember talking about three songs. Jonathan, hit me. All right. For my first at bat, the song that will play me to the plate is Wooly Bully by uh, <laughs> Sam the Sham and the Pharaohs. Okay. My second at bat, it will be a Goldberg chant. <laughs> 
<laughs> Not Goldberg's theme, just Goldberg. Goldberg. All right, I, I'm, I, I, I feel like that'll going. be hard to get going without the music. No, you just play it. To you. I mean, you just get like six or seven guys in a booth and have them record that. I'll be honest. If you did that in Pittsburgh, it would catch on like wildfire. Yep. And then for my final at bat, hmm. I needed something that would get me like fucking hyped. Yeah. Because you know, the game right. is going to be on the line. Every time I come to the plate for my third at bat, the game's on the line. So... I went and I searched for the quintessential 80s montage song. Okay. Okay. And I got Hearts on Fire by John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band. This is the song that was made famous in Rocky IV when Rocky is training to fight Drago in the snow. Damn. All right. That's a tough one. I don't know, man. I kind of regret not going first now. You fucked yourself. (laughs) I don't know if I can beat that. You fucked yourself. Matt, you go so I can compete against you. Okay. So I wanted to have some fun songs. Like there was, I think it was a couple years ago, there was a guy on the, on the A's, I think, who came out to Careless Whisper. Yeah. uh, People in a pair like dancing stuff. Like that's what I want. Number one is Elvis is Everywhere by Mojo Nixon. Okay. It's not about how everybody is Elvis Presley except for Michael J. Fox. Uh, and then I've got Hot, Hot, Hot by Buster Poindexter and his Banshees of Blue. Okay. Then sort of in line with what Jonathan was saying, the third app being the most important, I picked the Hallelujah Chorus from Messiah by Handel. Everybody in the crowd could just yell Hallelujah a whole bunch of times when I came up to bat. I thought that would be really good for me. All right, so for me, kind of following the themes that you guys have already laid out, the first one is the song that really gets the crowd into it, gets them on my side. Yeah. It's going to be Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus. Because, nah, I mean, I you that. cannot get more pumped. There's energy to the song. Everyone knows it. We're all going to have fun, have a good time because we're just partied in the USA, you know? That's number one. Number two is the song just for me to get me hyped because, you know, the second at bat probably sometimes is more important than the third at bat because let's be honest, that's when the game's won. It's in the second at bat. Mm. So my second one is Ghost of Tom Joad by Rage Against the Machine. (laughs) Absolute banger. 100%. It's going to get me hyped. I'm going to hit at least five home runs in one at bat. I'm going just hit the ball so far they're going to count it for five runs and then the last one like a rock and jock kind of thing <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> definitely a rock and jock situation so the last one again like you guys said this is that clutch ninth inning at bat i just want everyone to know a hero will save us because i'm coming up to hero by chad kroger and josie scott i can't believe you <laughs> thought this was the quintessential list it is you can't beat it well you can't because yours was i mean fucking insane those are three great songs <laughs> Can I tell you what my fourth song was? What's your what would be your fourth song if you it, could have one? It was just the chorus of this one. Okay. So like I had to think about this earlier since it was sprung on me that we're doing three songs, not four. My fourth song was the chorus to I Feel So by a boxcar racer. I think if Why? I had a fourth one, it would be You Raise Me Up by Josh Groban. <laughs> <laughs> Mine I think that would be, be Big Time by Rick Ross because he says oh, yeah. The beginning of the thing, Swiss Beat says, Rick Ross on the poetry. And then the first thing Rick Ross says is, Surviving R. Kelly, registered pedophile. All right, so there you go, guys. Those are walk-up songs. Let us know what you think in the comments. Who had the best list? And why was it me? Do you want to go and count all four songs? Absolutely <laughs> feel free to. If you want to stick to the original three, I don't know. I feel like I got it. Let us know in the comments what you think. And that is going to do it for this week's episode of The Payoff Pitch. We will be back in... I don't know, I think three weeks when the next program comes out. Whatever it is, I don't know yet. They haven't told us. So it's going to be a surprise. We'll be pleasantly surprised together because 
San Diego Studios is just going to absolutely kill it once again. I'm just so proud to be associated with this brand. San Diego Studios, thank you for allowing us to talk about your game and not at all fucking me on the packs. I appreciate it. So keep up the good work. If you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. We are located literally anywhere on the internet that you can subscribe to a podcast. We're on Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Deezer, Pandora, Ghana, Pocket Cast, anywhere on the internet that can let you subscribe to a podcast. We're there. Make sure to do it. And while you're there, make sure to leave us a five-star review and let us know what you liked in the comments. Again, tell us who has the best walk-up music. And if you didn't like any of our songs, tell us why. No, if you don't like any of our walk-up songs, go fuck yourself. Tell us why so Jonathan can tell you why you're a fucking idiot. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at This Is The Payoff. And you can also follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash getgoodnick. That's G-I-T-G-U-D-N-I-C-K. Get good, Nick. We will see you guys in uh, three, four weeks. It just depends. When the next broken comes out, we'll talk about it, let you know what we think, how great it is. So make sure to call your mom. Let her know how you're doing. And this was the payoff pitch. Yeah, I agree with Matt. It should be that was the payoff pitch. Should be. Yeah. When I was younger, I was a, a little boy. I met a kid named Thomas. So I called him Thomas the, the train engine, and he didn't like it. So I just kept calling him that, and he went and told his dad, and his dad goes, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for interrupting the podcast to tell me that pointless story. <laughs> like, that was a great story, John.